Hey, you there. Are you currently struggling with staying consistent and executing on the daily commitments that you've set for yourself or simply yeah, sticking to your plan and executing on these small important things that will absolutely take your business or your life or whatever you want to build to the next level in the long term? Maybe that is reaching out to prospects, maybe that is creating content, or maybe it's just getting your ass to the gym. So all of these problems are going to be solved in this episode because we have Killing Market here and we basically tear up a lot of the dogma that is going on in the entrepreneur's bubble where you have to get up early and you have to work this many hours and uh, you have to go all in and do all this stuff and all this complete overwhelm. And in the end, people are not getting much done, but they're busy, but they're not really productive and um, they're not patient. They're not patient in the long term. And I've been guilty of this many, many times, so I'm not pointing the finger at other people. But we talk about the three fundamentals here that will make or break your daily productivity and therefore also the long-term success that you have in anything that you undertake, as well as yeah, taking smaller steps rather than bigger steps and building that consistency that is absolutely bulletproof, doing something you enjoy and compounding effects. So a really cool topic. I'm really excited about this. And without further ado, let's dive right into it. All right, Killian, we have you on the show. You're sitting in Budapest. And um, yeah, just give a quick intro of what you do. Yeah, I would consider myself a consistency mentor. So I mainly work with online entrepreneurs, usually people, you know, having agencies or working e-commerce and so on, help people massively upgrade their days. Sometimes I'm joking, I'm a day architect because, you know, I basically help people to really massively um, get the most out of their day in terms of productivity, in terms of time management, but also in terms of energy, you know, because in the end, everything comes back to strong, good habits, both in your private life, sleep schedule, morning routine and so on. But also, of course, in your business as well. You know, many people, when they hear habits, they think about, yeah, meditation and journaling. But no, of course, anything you do in your business, you can make a habit out of it. So it feels more natural, you know, lead generation, writing content, all these kind of things. So I help really people really um, become more consistent with that by maximizing how they structure their day and how they show up each day. I'm really passionate about this topic. Um, and, uh, I recently actually started slacking off and I posted it on Facebook and I said, guys, I've been slacking off for the next few days. I'm going to post an update every day at the end of the day with a spreadsheet, just where I tick off my habits. So my habits are getting up at the right time at the same time every day. Then meditation, my basically my morning routine. And um, yeah, that includes meditation, visualization, workout and, and, and that sort of stuff. And also no phone. And that was, that's where I screwed up. I, I used to, I started checking my phone early in the morning and then mm. I would get distracted. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I've gotten back on track with that. So what, what's, what's like one thing where you notice, Hey, that's where people usually screw up. It's the first thing that people need to get, get straight. This is the one thing that, that uh, screws people up the most. I think it's the phone. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's the phone. But before we get into that, I want to make one remark. I actually posted like uh, today about this, that, First, you shouldn't beat yourself up about it. First, I think first the realization should be, man, like this, this uh, environment we're in, like we're always hijacked by social media, by the phone, you know. It's super easy to just get distracted all the time. So like it's not only you, it's not nothing wrong with you or something like that, you know. Like that's the thing. It's also, it's also our brains, man, they're wired for instant gratification. So we just need to be aware of that. 
but we're not doomed to that. We can always work around it. And of course, um, we're not trapped or, you know, trapped by this, by this baggage we have from our evolutionary past. So that's the thing. And then I would say the first important fixes you have to make are three things. Number one is you need to get your sleep straight, your sleep schedule, your sleep quality. Number two is no phone in the morning. So the, 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 how you spend your first hours each morning have a huge impact on how your day will turn out. Like if you start your morning in a reactive state, browsing the newsfeed, something like that, man, the day is like, of course, it's not completely over, but like you've got a huge uh, downshift there. And then um, the third one is you want to make sure that instead you work on the most important thing first. That's if you implement these three little tweaks, good sleep, no phone, and one, one thing first. Man, like do this stuff over time and I promise you, you will be more productive over the long run than, than most people hustling like 16 hours per day. Yeah, that's everything you need to know pretty much. That's the basic fundamentals. So yeah, thanks for coming on to the show and uh, see you next episode. That's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> but that's really it. Um, you're probably a, a huge fan of the book, The One Thing as well, where that's literally, that's basically what the book is about. Figure out what's the most important thing that would move your, move the needle forward in your business or in your life or in any area of your life. And then do that first time in the, yeah, first thing in the morning or whenever yep. you start working and then block that time. So it's usually four hours. <clears throat> and in one of our calls, we actually discussed this once where I brought it up. I was like, like we have, we have like these weekly calls with a bunch of, a bunch of guys and, and young business owners where we just chat and help each other out with our challenges. And uh, I asked them, like, some of them were, uh, like, they were all running a business that was doing at least six figures. Some of them were, like, one of them was even making eight figures, um, seven figures in profit a year. And I asked every one of them, how much do you actually work a day? Like, how much are you act actually productively working? Because I, I felt kind of guilty because I was like, to be honest, man, like, I work like three or four hours really productively and the rest is just like, I try to be productive, but mm. I'm not really productive. And they all said the same thing. It's all yeah. the, same, the, the same thing happened with, with everyone. So what's your take on that? Have you seen that as well, that pattern? hundred percent, man. I say it all the time. And it's funny because sometimes I, I talk to entrepreneurs on Facebook and then I ask them, okay, how many hours do you work? And then there's people, you know, really proud of, of being busy. And, you know, they're saying like, yeah, I work like eight to 10 hours highly focused and some even say more like 12 to 14 16 hours and i say yeah of course you know and then of course the the question is if people say that uh, mostly you're 100 right people who are at high six seven figures they admit that they are not working productively that much you know they know it they're they're humble you know it's people starting out they're like yeah man i'm hustling i'm working so much you know but the thing is they also consider like um, checking the Facebook news feed as work, you know, and, and even though they're not doing any legion on there or anything like that, you know, but that's the differentiation between what's the actual type of work you do and um, what is something that's more of like private stuff. And what my take on that is you have to look at your willpower reserves each day. And it's, it's super interesting topic because it depends on your circadian rhythm. This is something most people don't think about. Like it's also dependent in, to some degree on your genetics. Um, that's like one percentage and the other percentage, of course, lifestyle and environment and so on. 
Um, but there's some predetermined factor, but the other one is, of course, you can make changes to it. But the, the, the nutshell is, um, the, the thing you want to keep in mind is that you have a certain window, especially early in the morning, where you have high levels of willpower, and that's usually two to four hours after waking up. And if you squander that time, if you don't make use of that time, you're massively missing out. Because this is the time where you're creative, this is the time where you can problem solve when it's high, highly analytical things you can do. You know, these two to four hours, you want to make use of them. And most people, they jump into the tasks um, that are not um, the best tasks for that window. Email. Typical example, exactly. Any kind of messaging, checking is usually email. It, a great um, reminder is the Eisenhower decision matrix. Most people have heard of it, but who really uses it? It's such a simple model. You know, it's the important, non-important, urgent, and not urgent. And if you look at it, quadrant one is important and urgent. And that's what most people work on in the morning. It's usually, for example, client work. Yeah, it's really important for my business, of course. And it's urgent, man. Like they have an email or something going on. And that's what you call putting out fires. And most people do that in the morning. Then something else comes in the way. And usually you have like two to three hours already gone, you know. But the problem is the quadrant two tasks, which are important but not urgent you know the ones like okay reworking my business strategy okay installing some new processes for my business you know setup outsourcing hiring these kind of things high level thinking or even content production if you do like branding in some form you know this stuff you could say okay another time another day you can always procrastinate on them but it will never get done and you should use the early morning hours, your deep work block for these tasks, quadrant two. Always have one thing from the quadrant two task, execute on that, no matter what, protect it, set expectations with other people, and then after that, you're putting out the fires. After that, you're doing the email stuff and all that other things. And this shift massively increases your productivity because it's something that you don't notice right now that it's lacking. But you will notice over time, over months and over a year, that you're not really getting the time to work on the long-term things in your business, you know, like content production, long-term brand building, strategy, and so on. And when you don't have that, then, you know, over time, suddenly your business fades out because there's not no substantial anymore. Then you suddenly the lead gen doesn't work anymore and you're looking for quick fixes with like, you know, get some Facebook ads or something like that going, you know, that's the thing. Get the fundamentals straight first, good sleep, no phone in the morning, work on the right things, and then you're setting yourself up for, for success. Yeah, that's really the fundamentals. And uh, something I've noticed as well, when I don't look at one of after, like after one of these, I'm screwed. Like I, I'm not totally screwed, but it's just so much worse. For example, the phone thing, it's like immediately your brain is primed to react. Because it's always the only messages that you get is someone wants something from you or something needs to get done, right? So, um, and you said genetically, it's genetically determined. What exactly do you mean? Like how much power you have or when you have that time window or what exactly? So, and you also yeah, talk about is, circadian rhythm. Is that, does yes, it, okay. that have to do something with chronotypes? Yes, exactly. Um, I don't know how much you are into that topic, but there is uh, one gene uh, I'm not sure exactly of the name of it, but the PMR or something like that. You can look it up, chronotype sleep gene or something like that on Google. Uh, anyway, there's a, a length of your gene, 
which is determining how much sleep you need and at what time in your day, basically, um, you are most active. So basically, that is, de that is determining the release of your, of your hormones, like cortisol, uh, like serotonin, like melatonin, and so on. And these, these hormones, in what um, cycle they, they, they flow through your blood, this is what makes up the circadian rhythm. You know, you say like inner clock and people are like, what? what inner clock is in my body? No, man, it's just a metaphor for the hormones that are flowing in your body at a certain time throughout the day, you know? So that's basically behind that. And basically it's, it's very interesting because if you look back evolutionarily, um, people were taking on different roles in our society. So for example, there were people protecting our tribe and some of them had to do the early shift, you know, waking up early and protecting people there. Then mo the majority of the people, they were kind of, you know, active throughout the day with the sunrise kind of waking up and sunset going to sleep and hunting, gathering and so on. And then there were people who had to protect the tribe kind of and staying up late, right? So, and that's also interesting because that's more or less the distribution of the sleep and the chronotypes, like uh, 10 to 15% is like uh, lions, which are people who have easy waking up early. Bears are like the majority, and like wolves, you know, are the guys who are like uh, wake, uh, like staying up late all the time. And basically, this is dependent on genetics, but of course, you have to be careful with it because nowadays, a lot of factors like screens, like caffeine, and so on, they disrupt the circadian rhythm. So some people think, yeah, I'm a wolf, even though you just shouldn't drink caffeine in, in, in the evening anymore, right? <laughs> and stop watching screens. And then you'd realize that you're probably just a bear, you know? But um, this is like super interesting to figure out for yourself. And once you know that, um, what chronotype you are, and then also, of course, over a long period of time, refine and adjust your habits and what you do each day. Um, then you find through trial and error, you find the best time for you to do anything. You find when it's the best time to go to the gym, when it's the best time for me to wake up. I experimented a lot with that stuff. For example, um, I tried to wake up um, very early, very late. And for me, I figured out pretty early is for me the best thing. I might even be a lion. I'm not 100% sure yet, but I probably am because I'm always super tired in the evening and I can wake up early, super productive in the morning. Um, but yeah, it's trial and error. And then most people, they should collect data in order to figure out what's working for them. And what you mentioned in the beginning is super interesting because um, such a tracking sheet, you know, is very important. And I recommend anybody having something like that. I use it myself each day for years now. I have actually one complete thing for my clients as well. And only when you collect data, you can do something about it. Like Peter Drucker says, you know, what's get, what gets measured, it's managed. And it's the same thing. Um, you want to make sure you collect the data. When do you start work? How do you wake up? Sleep tracking, also very important. And then you see what adjustments can you make and then what actually works for you. And then you see um, how you can optimize it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm a dolphin. So that's another chronotype. Yeah. Um, so there's actually a website where you can fill out a form or like a quick quiz. And there's one question that asks you, are you passionate about food? And it's like, for me, it's like, no, I tend to forget to eat. I eat the same stuff here. Now that I'm here, I eat it, the same stuff every day. I don't yeah. care. Like I don't care about food and also have, have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep in, in general, just sleeping is something that I tend to struggle with. And mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, it, that helped a lot. Like just figuring out, okay, that's my, it, it's just my type. So, you know, especially nowadays in the whole success on, on entrepreneur bubble, where it's like, oh, you got to work hard. You got to wake up early, work up, wake up at 4 a.m. Um, it's so glamorized to wake up early, but for some people, it's simply not the right thing. For some people, it's easy to wake up early because that's how they were built by nature. Yeah. And uh, for people, yeah, for other people, you need to sleep in. You need to you need to wake up at nine a.m. or eight a.m. like late and go to go to work at ten a.m. And you know what's super interesting as well? That could be very interesting for everybody listening. Like actually. One of my clients, you know, he also had this belief that he had to wake up early because, you know, society says it, like, especially the, the entrepreneurial lifestyle says it. Um, but he is very likely uh, a wolf. Like, he always tells me he gets this energy spark in the evening and he really is not really productive in the morning. And, we, and also, we eliminated now for many weeks already everything that could get in the way, like no more screens, no more caffeine getting sunlight throughout the day, everything that's in the books that you need to do to make sure your circadian rhythm is great. But still, he has trouble falling asleep before like 12 at night, you know? And that's a typical sign for a wolf. And what's also super interesting is what he told me is that he had this belief that he cannot sleep um, any longer than a certain time in the morning and because he feels like he has the subconscious pressure that he needs to get up and start working. And this is like super interesting. This can be twofold. This can come, of course, from society and your peers who tell you, yeah, I'm waking up early and so on. But also think about how it comes from your background, from your past, from your upbringing. Have you been told by your parents, by your family, school, like, you know, oh, don't sleep in, don't be lazy and so on. Everybody has to wake up early and so on. Very common things. These are things that most entrepreneurs ne neglect, you know, the upbringing part, the belief part that has been installed into, into us um, from that. And that's super important because only when you work on that mindset, when you work on these beliefs that, oh, yeah, I have to wake up early and I have to do these things, then you can allow yourself, okay, yeah, I can sleep in. I'm more productive in the evening. I still get my stuff done. And that's what it's all about. In the end, it's about how much do you execute, how much do you get done productively over a period of many weeks and, and months, you know, that's where, where the calculation happens. And not like, oh, I did my work early in the morning. That's the thing. It's always about consistency, sustainability. That's the, probably, if I had to say one thing that's missing in our whole, um, it, like we're all in this kind of, in this industry, right? In this entrepreneur, everybody kind of knows each other exactly in this bubble. But one thing that's missing there is consistency and sustainability. People want everything now. They want it right now. They want it quick. They want money right now. Um, you know, I, I like to use the example of Facebook ads. I mean, Facebook ads are great, but it's just, you know, it's just a great example. Like people don't even have their proof of concept, you know. They don't even know if it works, especially in the coaching industry. And they just throw some Facebook ads at it. And I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? You know, like, what, what is this? It's just a quick fix mentality. And people, they, they don't think like, okay, let's sit, sit my, my, my butt down and actually get the fundamentals straight, make sure that I'm actually showing up consistently for like long period of time. And then I will see what validates. I see where the resonance is. It's basically what you're doing now with your podcast. You're giving out, you're like, you're doing, you're doing the process, you're doing the work, you're showing up, you're pumping out podcasts. And that stuff over time will compound. 
you won't see many results uh, immediately, but that's a timely thing, you know, and that's what's really missing. And that's what I'm really uh, all about. And that's how I got introduced to you because we were talking about it in our weekly calls and Campbell, he said, um, like one of our, our friends, he was like, yeah, I'm thinking of, I think he was also thinking of starting Facebook ads and, um, he hadn't had a consistent organic process of, of getting customers yet. And, um, yeah, by the way, I'm super glad I totally never did that. Like starting Facebook ads too early and being impatient. The reason why I'm mm. putting out so much content now and just, yeah, going easy and steady and slow and steady is because I fell on my face so hard doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. I 100% agree with you. Like I wanted things way too quickly and mm. um, I started Facebook ads. Oh my God, I wasted so much money and just, oh, so bad. But anyways, Campbell told us that um, he basically used you as an example because you were like posting really good posts that I've also talked about in this podcast here before uh, on your Facebook feed. And that's how you show up every day and um, that's how you, you get your clients. And over time, they'll start consuming your content and then they start reaching out and they've been following you for a while and that's how you get your clients, I'm, I assume. And where, did, where does that come from? Like, did you, did you also fall in your face or is it just something that you immediately knew, okay, this is how you do it? Because especially nowadays, like everyone wants results fast in their business. You see, you see all these people, hey, this guy built a seven-figure business in 12 months. And um, yeah, was that natural to you or? Mm, let's, say, let's say I was always someone who uh, was really um, a fan of building solid habits and structures. I'm really someone who loves to structure his day and once you structure your day, it's easier for you to actually stick to something consistently. And it all started out actually um, two years ago uh, where I started to write on Quora. I don't know if you know Quora, mm. the, the question answer platform, right? And um, it was simply because I wanted to test my ideas. There was also fear involved because I, I actually made a post about this. For everybody right now listening, and being afraid of putting out content, what other people think about you, I tell you, been there, done that. Trust me, that is normal. Um, you, there's a post, post about this um, where I write how I did it. And just in a nutshell, the idea is the following. You want to make sure that the transition is so smooth and so gradual that there was never a point where you said, oh, I just forced myself into doing it and I overcame the fear. So for me, it looked like this. I started to write on Quora um, there answering questions and I started to write on Medium and then I started to write on Facebook page, which hardly anybody sees, of course, Facebook pages, you know. And then step by step only after months, I transitioned to post on my Facebook wall because that's the thing. Your self-image is not in line with your new behavior. So your self-image tells, tells you, what, what are you trying to do here, man? You're just still this, this kid from, from some village or something. And that's not, that's not what you do, you know? Like, that's why you're afraid. That's why you have resistance. So you need to accumulate evidence that you're becoming someone else. And you do that with tiny steps. For me, I, I answered one question each day last year on Quora. One, each day. Like, people like, up. what are you doing? You know, like, people like... They, they start something for, for two, three weeks and then, okay, don't see results. Let's stop it. For me, I did not see any results after like six or seven months. Nothing happened. Like literally nothing. And then like literally it's the exponential curve. Like Sam Owens talks about this stuff. Anybody, compound interest. 
And then I crossed suddenly 1 million answer views. Like after, after in, in, in a few, in a matter of a few months, you should see my views. They really compound like this. And, and that's the thing. You, you need to have this patience. You need to wait for a breakthrough, even though nothing is happening. Of course, a, a word of caution here, if you do anything, you want to make sure that you have some help from someone who um, helps you with uh, a outside objective perspective, right? Because there's a fine line between, okay, I just need to do uh, a little bit more and wait a bit longer and have more patience. And the other side is, no, you're just doing it wrong. You know, like <laughs> just, that's the other side. Me so, trying to be so that, a basket, professional basketball player now, I, I can have all the patience in the world. It's not going to happen. Exactly. So you need basically, you need the element of, um, of support by someone who is there where you want to be and does it. And for me, it was the, my mentor I, I have, uh, he helped me a lot with that stuff. And uh, he helped me then, okay, with assurance, yeah, you're doing it right. The posts you're posting are awesome. Stay in there doing that and so on, you know, that's super awesome. Um, and when you have that, when you know, okay, the strategy is right, the execution is right, and then the last part of it is actually the mindset. When the mindset you're, you're executing on is, is the last point because in business, my opinion, there's these three areas, um, strategy, mindset, and execution, you know. Strategy, you get handled by, by having a solid course, by having a mastermind, by having a, a business coach, someone who helps you, yeah, you do organic instead of Facebook ads and so on. The execution, this is handled only by having the right habits, the right day structure, right sleep, all of these fundamentals that make sure you can actually show up each day and execute. And then number three is mindset, which is basically the way you show up, the how, the how, you know, how do you sit down and write the posts? Are you desperate? Are you inspired? How do you go on a call with a prospective client? You know, do you have, like, you can say high vibration or you can just say, are you like enthusiastic? Are you, you know, not needy? And this is so key because mindset determines everything. Like, and everybody says like, yeah, mindset is key. I heard it too. Some often says it, but like who actually sits his butt down each morning and works on the mindset formula? Like, this is it. This is the missing link. I would recommend any entrepreneur, even also the ones with like six, seven, eight figures, doesn't matter because at each stage, you have the potential to up-level your thinking, to up-level your beliefs, and to let go of baggage from the past. And you can only do that when you have solid mindset work that you do each day. So, you know, this, this is the, and this is the, the, the thing I'm so passionate about because habits like consistent execution on one thing and mindset reinforces each other like you see that with with the consistent writing i did uh, each year each day on quora this habit changed my self image it changed my mindset over time it has become so normal for me like i post on my wall like all the time i hold a, a, a camera in my face each day and record a story like it's so normal. So the habit changed the mindset, but also the mindset changes the habit because it determines how you show up each day. So it's a reinforcing loop. So you need to, that, that's the thing I want and encourage anybody. Um, it's not only about strategy. It's about the execution and the, the, the way you do it each day. And when you get these foundation, foundations handled, 
then everything will be so much easier and everything will be more consistent uh, in the long run. Even with a shitty strategy, but with the right mindset and the consistency, it's going to work out. Even if you have a great strategy and you don't stay, not staying consistent and you approach it with a scarcity mindset or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so that's funny that you say small steps because currently I'm going through a period where I'm building systems to post daily on Instagram. So I have a freelancer and she does it all. And um, this is going to be great. But I already, and before that I was thinking, okay, and then for this podcast, we do these little snippets and we redistribute that on Facebook and LinkedIn and then we do this and that. And it just felt like, okay, this was so overwhelming. So once I actually said, okay, only Instagram for now, things became so much more easy. And mm -hmm. I, I, I fell into this trap because again, in this entrepreneur's bubble, what you hear is like, you need to dive into the fear. You need to go like 10 X. You need to like, yeah, you need to do everything you can, but you say, and it makes a ton of sense. And you know, it's something that I haven't been consistent with, which is just doing small steps instead of like, go all in, do everything you can. No, just start very slowly, like one post a day, like one. It's the same with meditation, right? When you start meditation, like start with one minute a day. It's like, mm -hmm. there's no excuses. And then after a while, it becomes easy. 100%. The best word is standardize before you optimize. What James Clear always says. You want to you wanna standardize the, the behavior, the thing first, and then once you have that in place, you optimize it. That's always people, I see it all the time, you know, I'm, I'm, I help people implement better routines in the morning or better sleep schedules, and then they want to wake up early, like at six or five, because they read it in some book, but they were usually waking up at nine. You know, and then it, like, then I, I already tell them, man, it's not going to be sustainable. Trust me. I, I've been there, done that, you know, and the thing is, then they do it like for a week and then they're so tired and they, you know, and then they stop it. That's the thing. People want things again too quickly. They don't, they don't think big picture. They don't think what they can accomplish in one year. They only think what they need to do, like in a few weeks or in a few months only, you know, they don't think long term, but that's the thing. You're not missing out on anything if you consider a big picture, especially what I love to think about for young guys in their 20s like us. Think, man, think just ahead in the future. Think AI, think bioengineering, think all the things that are happening. It's so likely that we're going to be really old one day. We're going to be like easily over 100. I'm not talking here singularity and uh, you know immortality. I'm not even saying that. But let's be pessimistic. Even if you're pessimistic, you can say we're going to easily be 100 and more. And what is like two years in your 20s trying something and being patient and building a solid brand or solid foundation when you're going to be like 150 anyway? Like, what are you going to do all day? You know, why don't, like, it's, it's so funny. Why, why don't you just be a little bit more patient and like, you know, the, 50 is going to be the new 30, like in a sense, because we, especially consider yourself um, very um, privileged and very fortunate when you're an entrepreneur that already works on his business, that has access to technology, man, you're in the, I don't know what percent of the world and like zero point something percent of the world. That's the thing. You have so much, so much access to everything the only way you can screw it up is probably by wanting too much too quickly and not really executing on one thing and getting results there. You know, that's, that's what I always tell people. Um, you have to consider a big picture. 
make your also one big thing is what I li like to recommend my clients as well is like make yourself a roadmap. Like some client told me, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to be in that business forever. And I said, yeah, man, of course, it's, it's, it's totally normal. Like so many people, they change businesses, industries, everything, and they're not 100% sure about it. But what helps a lot is make yourself a roadmap, which means, okay, I have all of these ideas and I'm going to draw a little three to five year plan where I'm going to give myself a time frame for each one of them. And then say, okay, I'm not sure if it's the right business right now, but I'm going to give myself one to two years where I say, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to execute on it. I'm not going to complain anymore and do like shiny object syndrome and try something else. I do these two years now. I execute on it and then I can make a check mark behind it if it worked or didn't work out. doesn't matter. And that's the thing. And after that, I can still try something else. And this roadmap only works when you give, when you think big picture, when you consider, oh, what are these five years? Like, let's say from 25 to 30, consider on a time scale of like 150 years. Nothing, you know, that's the thing. Make yourself that roadmap. If you're, if you're struggling with not really knowing which one is the right thing to do, know that you have enough time and then rather sit down and, and that's the thing. People like Gary V once said that. Let me see if I get the, um, I'm not the biggest Gary V fan, but this quote was very good. He said something like, people um, want too much um, on, a, on a, something like they waste too much time in the micro and, but are not, are not patient enough with the macro or something like that. Like the basic, let me just try to summarize the basic idea. The basic idea is people should execute more consistently and efficiently in the micro each day, but give themselves more patience over the long run. That's basically the idea. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. It's about, about giving, like not wasting the time right now, um, but giving yourself patience for the results. And that's what people should do. Like focus on the things and also be clear that figuring out what you really want is also just a matter of taking action and being patient. Uh, one of my clients also asked that, like, uh, man, I'm, he, he was like, I'm not really sure if um, that's what I want to do long term. And I'm not really sure about what my values are. That's a big one for many entrepreneurs, like value definition, vision definition, what do I even want out of life? And I always tell people, yeah, we can do some stuff together. I help you define your values. I help you define your vision because you have to have some idea of what you want. And then as you take action, as you try things, things will become clearer along the way. And that's the, that's the thing. People think like they have to know everything right away and have everything perfect. But of course not. You, know? you have to have some rule of thumb idea where you want to be. And then you follow that path and then you refine and adjust. the approach I recommend to people. Yeah. It's so funny because I just came from lunch with a buddy of mine, Lewis. Uh, he was also on the podcast a couple of times. He's also in the, in, the, in the calls. And we talk about it a lot about patience and just putting in the work. And just Usually it's like, it's one of us like freaking out like, oh, I have so many doubts. I don't know about this and this and this. It's just like, dude, we talk about this almost every week. Just keep doing what you're doing. He's like, Oh yeah, you're right. So it's always it's always the same. It's funny, and we talked about um, yeah, exactly that, which is like that both of us with with the same personality type, we're both ENFJ. We want to have things planned out, 
but we're currently in a phase where we sold our business and we're trying different things and uh, we're trying to find, find the next lane where we can lock in and like, yes, this is it. We're going to do this for the next few years. But we plan ahead way too, too much and we question way too early and we think like, but what is it going to look in one year? What, 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 what is it going to look like in one year? And then what's going to happen there? Well, then, then what is this going to turn into? But most great things, they actually started out a different way that they are now. Like even for example, I think, uh, and I gave this as an example to him, Slack. Slack was like a software company that was developing a completely different software and for the internal communication, they developed Slack just for themselves. And then they realized, hey, other businesses want that as well. And they asked us to, if they can have it. And now they're, they're Slack. They're this su- super huge software. So it's going to transform over time anyways. So it's, yeah. But I think the key component of that is like, just do it like, when you're putting in these small steps, and you're not seeing any results for seven months. You're posting on Quora every day. You have to enjoy it, right? That's yes. the return that you, you you need to have some positive feedback, which is like yes. enjoying the task itself. Exactly, and that's the thing. It it of course you get some some feedback from other people at some after some time as well. That's a nice reminder as well. But um, especially when you're starting out. You have to make the process itself enjoyable, so the task itself, and that makes that is basically it comes back down to the day and to the habit and the behavior again, and that's one of the key factors why people are not consistent with with certain things because they don't just once sit down and define it and make it bulletproof. Like this is basically like. This is what I tell everybody, like sit down, define your routines, define your business process. What are you going to do? When are you going to do it? What are the exceptions? What is the trigger that triggers it? How can you make it enjoyable? What's the reward? There's so many things you go through. You set that stuff only once and then you execute on it. And suddenly you write each day for so such a long time. And people are like, yeah, he's just a disciplined person, man. He is just like that. No, he's not. You know, he's basically just making it easy by by using some tricks that everybody can do. So that's hundred percent right. And what I there's simple things you can do. Uh, one thing is have a reward after uh, you're doing a certain activity, like after writing. After that, for example, you enjoy a cup cup of tea, or you listen to your, you get a, fa- a snack, or whatever you want to do. You get a hot bath. It doesn't matter. Or even throughout the activity, you want to make it more enjoyable. What I like to do, for example, is have some kind of, I love piano music or cello, you know, like some relaxing music in the background. I love it. And the thing is, it's always about the associations of your brain. Procrastination and resistance happens because your brain associates discomfort with the activity. That's why you're not consistent. Because like your brain thinks about it, oh, not again. I sit in front of the paper. I don't know what I should write. Oh, no, please don't. And then you procrastinate and you check the phone because it's easy. So if you, but if you associate, oh, yeah, piano music, awesome, I love it. And you, you, think, you don't even think about the writing, but just think about the piano music. Then, you know, then it's easy. Of course, best case, you want to choose something that you genuinely enjoy. You don't even need the piano music. But let's, let's be honest, not all activities you have to do consistently are you going to enjoy so much. So that's why use some tricks to help you make them more enjoyable. And then once you have that done, um, yeah, it's easier to stick to it. Then it gets triggered and then um, you just execute on it. And then, yeah, time is your ally. 
Yeah. The, 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 the main thing that I've found for myself is literally making things enjoyable or simply just leaving out the things that I don't enjoy. And it's a concept that I've talked about many, many times in this podcast. And that is from Dan Sullivan. It's called unique ability. <clears throat> They've actually trademarked that term. So credits go to those, go to these people. Um, it's unique ability. It's like this one thing that's super energizing that you really enjoy. And your goal as an entrepreneur is only do that. And everything else that you don't enjoy, it has to be gone. And the same thing I've seen with other areas in my life. Like um, when I started working out and I started thinking, hey, I need to lift as much as possible. And I would do deadlift, squat, and bench press three times a week. It, it was just like, it was like, it's the starting strength workout. And it gave yeah. me a ton of results, but I ended up getting injured. And I hate it working out because it was so tough. It wasn't fun. So mm-hmm. the same thing goes for, um, yeah, working out, sustainability, like making it fun. If you find a way to make it fun, you're going to be super fit. Um, and the same goes for work. Like there's some tasks where it's like, I hate doing them so much. I just hate doing them. And for me to figure out, okay, what's another way I can do it in a way where I really enjoy it? Like for example, getting clients. Do I really have to like do cold outreach on LinkedIn or can it be that I just post on my feed every day because I like creating content and then clients will come like literally figure out a way to make it sustainable and make it fun. Yeah. hundred percent. The thing is also, you have to ask yourself, uh, what's the stage I'm at right now? Because there's again, different advice for different people. And that's depending on the stage where they're at, because everybody says always, yeah, outsource as quickly as you can. And it really has its place. I agree. But, you know, when you're just bootstrapping your business and you're starting out, it's very unlikely that you can outsource many things already. So that's why, especially in those stages, you have to find a way to get it done no matter what and don't find the quick fix. But also, I think it's a great practice to find this balance between, of course, focusing on the things you enjoy and really doubling down on that, but also elevating a little bit your frustration tolerance. Basically, you know, like... Every, I'm a super fan of making it easy on yourself. I'm a huge fan of that. But you want to have a certain level of frustration tolerance where you say, yeah, if that task has to be done, then I'm going to get it done. Yeah, you know, this, this kind of, of, of you can call, the, call it self-discipline and that you say, okay, I know some tasks are not always fun, aren't always easy, but if they come up, I will do them. And when you build this foundation of knowing, yeah, I've been there, I've done that, I've done these tasks as well, and now I'm at a place where I can outsource it, then you appreciate everything way more. And when, when some tasks come up in your business that has to be done, then you do it as well. You know? So that's, for me, it's, it's also, there's a fine line between maximizing everything for complete efficiency, but there's also the personal development aspect. For example, it's, it's very interesting. Many people, they don't like sales calls and they outsource them. And I say, yeah, okay, it's a good move. Makes total sense. You want to maximize your results and you outsource the sales calls. But the aspect you're forgetting is, like, could you actually try to become better at sales calls and grow as a person? Like, you know, some people, maybe it's their personality type and they are maybe uh, not really made for that then you know it's i would agree but some people they just have some resistance to it because they didn't practice it a lot and they already give up on everything you know like everybody like oh no i don't want it it's, it's difficult go away you know that's basically the attitude but if you just stick with something 
you know you will become better. And that's the, the beauty of entrepreneurship that this stuff has um, carryover into other areas of your life. Man, a good salesman will become more confident in other arenas, will become more confident with friends, with, with women, with everything. And that's the thing I would not forget. Be, be ruthless, be efficient, outsource, systemize, maximize, everything agreed. But don't forget that business has a personal development aspect as well. And you want to see where can I grow? Where can I get out of, out of my comfort zone as well? Do that for a while and see the benefit it has on yourself as well. Yeah, at least trying it out, definitely. Um, but some of the things that I've realized is like, um, like you said, you need to be really careful with that because it might literally just be the way you're built as a human being that you simply don't enjoy certain things. Like, for example, when I hear, you know, I remember hearing that audiobook from uh, about Elon Musk, how he would be working on the laptop for 16 hours, fall asleep in front of the laptop, coding, uh, fall asleep, and then he would wake up again and, and keep working. And one thing that I've realized for myself is I don't enjoy sitting in front of a laptop and mm -hmm. just typing away. I can do that for a few hours and I can enjoy it. But after that, it's like I get itchy. After that, mm -hmm. I really like everything in my body is telling me like, get up. You need to interact with people. You need to get out there. Mm -hmm. you need to brainstorm. I love journaling. Journaling is something that gives me energy. And then there's other people. They just love sitting in front of a laptop. They don't want to move. They don't want to go outside. They don't want to interact with people. They're usually more introverted. So, and I've tried for so long. And for me, that was like the definition of, of work of like, oh, I haven't worked enough. I'm like journaling and all that stuff. So I come up with great ideas, but it's not really work. But it actually is work because it's like something that I'm really good at and where I get a lot of great stuff that's coming out out of the journaling sessions. But um, yeah, I, I tried for so long to push against that and like, no, get back to the laptop. And I started resenting work. I started mm -hmm. really associating more and more pain with it. And um, that's something I realized. So it's really a, a slippery slope where you really have to know yourself to figure out mm -hmm. what do you really like and what is some, something where it's just an excuse where you can actually get good at it and really enjoy it and excel even more. Yeah, and that's, that's where self-awareness comes into play. Of course, getting the repetitions in and then through that repetition, gaining self-awareness and the self-awareness also comes down to having solid habits in place, which you say journaling is the, a key habit. Journaling in some form or another is something I recommend everybody and that's the thing, you don't, have, you don't have to have, like my book is here somewhere, you don't even have to have a physical book where you journal in, it's great. But what you also can do, what I love as well, is when you have a, a daily dashboard or a tracking sheet, something like that, you can use that as your journal. You just use a, a, a certain column for like, okay, that was good, that's what I can improve, that those were some lessons, and that's what I'm grateful for. And then you just you track your stuff anyway, and then you're just in the flow of the whole thing and you just journal your thoughts down, you know? And that's the thing and that beauty of it, then you're collecting all the experiences you made in the past, in the past weeks, the learnings and so on. And then that's the thing, you're recording lessons, you're gaining awareness, you're collecting data. Okay, this worked, this didn't work. I really did not enjoy these, this day and so on. And I love actually giving myself ratings, you know, like one to 10, like, well, how would I rate my day? And then also include things like, how did I feel? How much did I enjoy it actually? And then when you, then, then you see the correlations. Okay, I did a lot of this work on that day. I really didn't enjoy it. And then you start to see data and you start to see, okay, this stuff is not sustainable. I should do something else. 
and then basically you adjust. But it only like works like you say when you have that self awareness going on. Yeah. So self awareness around your chronotype to figure out when is the best time for you to work. When do you need to go to sleep and yeah, how do you optimize that? And then also self-awareness about, yeah, what are the tasks that you enjoy doing? What's something that you're good at? And what's something where you're just making excuses, but you should actually try it out. And uh, man, I love that small step stuff because it's something that I need right now. I'm, I want to I wanna do too much at once instead of just like, yeah. just do a little bit, just every day. Yeah. yeah. And that's, the, that's one thing that um, it's so important to have, have someone in your, in your corner, some like a mentor who helps you with that. Like my mentor, for example, he, he really nailed it down when he said, look, these are the activities you have to do consistently. Then you do them and results will come. Trust me, been there, done that. And I said, okay, okay, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to do it. And that's it, it, it's exactly that. It's basically related to, to showing up consistently, producing content. People will start to reach out to you and so on. So that's the thing. Because why is it important to have such a mentor because several factors you paid a shitload of money for this guy so your level of commitment is high so you're actually sitting down and executing on it that's number one then second one you have this reassurance that someone has done it and it works and you're getting that feedback from that person to actually stick with it and he is helping you plow through all the bs out there through all the the sirens on the islands trying to lurk Odysseus into, you know, into the cliffs and say, no, don't do it. Get away from that shiny object. You execute on those tiny steps right now. And when you have someone like this, then you're basically um, on the right path. And that's where I see so many people slacking off. They try, they get a course, but then they don't finish the course. Then they know, okay, I should be doing that. They do it for a while and then they don't do it again, you know. That's because they don't have this, this kind of mentor or this kind of community mastermind in their background who reassures them with what they do and who helps them stay on the right path. Because that's the thing. You won't see immediate results for some time and that's the time where people slack off. And that's exactly when you need someone who says, stay in there, it's going to work, trust the process, you know. And that's why. On the one hand, only telling yourself, yeah, I, I should stop checking the phone, is not going to be enough. You need to be held accountable, plus you have to make it easy on yourself, so you're designing the habit in such a way that you're not relying on willpower not to check the phone, but you make it easy on yourself by designing the environment, so you're not getting triggered to check the, check the phone. You know? This is basically uh, the whole idea. So intelligent habit design, plus commitment through payment, plus accountability by someone who is there. And this is the recipe for success. If you align all these three things, man, you're just you're staying in, in for the long game and you're going to see results. Yeah, the easiest diet hack that I did was um, I told my, my girlfriend, if you see me eating something bad, I give you a hundred bucks. Yeah. And it was done. Yeah, see? see? So much energy. There's so much yeah. energy and so much focus and just because it wasn't even a question it's like of course i'm not going to eat it it's not even going to come pop into my head because it's a no-brainer it's not worth 100 bucks so that's another one another way to commit to it like literally or what i'm doing now uh like i said before okay i'm slacking off i'm posting it online and i tell people hey 
publicly, every day I'm going to give an update now. So that is, that is a lot of accountability as well. And then, yeah, like you said, uh, designing the environment, um, deleting all the apps from your phone that you shouldn't be checking, that you don't need because it's just urgent stuff that's not important. It goes into that bracket usually. And um, yeah, so what are some of the things that you currently do consistently where you're like, these are the few things, I do them every day, and that's, that's what over time compounds uh, my results. Yeah, is um, my three non-negotiable tasks, which are number one in the morning, mindset work. I have a mindset formula uh, that I execute each morning, usually around, uh, let's say, 20 minutes. Uh, I work on that formula each morning. Um, and uh, basically, I, I stack it um, before my deep work block. And then I stack it once again in a shorter form as a mindset sheet before key tasks like um, getting on calls or before things like uh, doing uh, answering questions from my clients or helping people out on, on, on somewhere, you know. And um, this is what is the number one task. Number two task for me is consistent content production can be in the form of um, posts, which I post on Facebook, but can also be in the form of trainings for my, for my program, for my, for my, for my clients, uh, trading materials, guides, and so on. Because I know, on the one hand, this stuff um, will position me as an expert. It will build my brand, plus it will accelerate the results of my clients, which will then in turn, of course, accelerate my brand through referral and so on. And then the number, one, the number three thing is I, I can call it giving value, or I can also call it, and my mentor calls it creating intimacy with the market, which is basically you want to get on calls with people. You want to randomly help people out on Facebook Messenger, sending them voice notes, sending them articles, answering questions, seeing what their challenges are, this kind of stuff. Again, positioning yourself as an expert. Of course, you will be misunderstood as pitching. This is usual. This is normal. But in the end, it doesn't matter because you're providing value to the world. The people that benefit from it, they will resonate. It will strike a nerve and they will uh, want more. And then you get into that, you help people out, and then you grow your business from that. And these are the three main tasks for me. And of course, on top of that, all the other habits that for me by now are uh, not even, I don't even think about them, like proper sleep, diet, and gym and it's like that's i don't question that anymore that's a given um, but these three things are the ones i do consistently yeah i think it's super crucial for everyone to figure that out what, what are the tasks that i lock in from now on and i will keep doing them and i'm going to commit to them for whatever time period and really committing for that or maybe you just want to try it out and see if you like it and then you commit to it for like maybe just a few weeks just because yeah. you want to see if you like it but yeah, like I think nobody should start a podcast or a channel or any social medium without committing for at least a year because mm -hmm. it, it, it simply does take that much time to get any real results. So, um, yeah. Um, any thoughts that you want to end on? I would say... A little mm, rant maybe? Yeah, I ranted already too much. Like, <laughs> that's nah, enough for now. I think the, the thing people should keep in mind is um, everything that you commit to, make sure that you can enjoy it now and that it's sustainable now. Like, like we said, um, for example, 
I do, if you follow me for a while, I do a lot of videos on Instagram or on Messenger, you know, like stories. And I only do it because first I enjoy putting out videos, enjoy doing videos, but also because I made it such a habit, I don't think about it. Every time I leave the house, I walk to the gym, I do a video, you know, that's the thing. I have it clearly defined. I don't think about it anymore. And that's the same thing for you. Find something you can enjoy and if not, make it more enjoyable and then clearly define what, when you're going to do it, have some accountability in there and then trust the process and stay in there for the long game. Man, I could talk about that for so long, the sustainability part and really making it enjoyable because I've had it so many times where I'm excited about things, got too impatient and then I, yeah, I started associating pain with it and then I didn't like it anymore. So I kind of ruined my, my passions. So yeah, that is really big. And um, yeah, where can people find out more about you? Probably best case, just my Facebook page, my first name, last name, Kilian Market. Uh, that's my German pronunciation or Killian Markert, depending how you want to say it. Just check out, maybe you can link it or something, just my Facebook yep. uh, page. And there's everything that is my website, my content, and then you go from there. Yeah, super easy. Nice and simple. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. You're, you're welcome, man. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed it, then please subscribe to this podcast right now and leave a review on iTunes, which would help us massively. And if you consider yourself a high performer and you're already running a successful business and you're passionate about holistic growth in every area of life, then you can apply to join our carefully curated group on Facebook for guys like you and me. And when I say carefully curated, I actually mean it because I screen everybody personally and jump on a call with them to see if they're the right fit. And in these calls, I ask myself questions like, first of all, do they know what they talk about? And do they have a level of success that proves it? For example, they're running a successful business or they have some other sort of success that proves, okay, these are interesting guys. They have some value to share. Secondly, are they passionate about growing in every area of their life? That means health and fitness, relationships, relationships with women, finances, spirituality, all that cool stuff. And thirdly, are they self-aware and generally cool guys we'd want to hang out with uh, that also share similar values. And uh, basically what we do is we facilitate mastermind calls where we chat every week or bi-weekly to talk about challenges, help each other out and lift each other up, which is also all 100% free. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, a group where you get access to a peer group that will lift you up and make it easy and fun to constantly level up because ultimately you are who you surround yourself with. And uh, as you know as well, it's lonely as you're moving up. But here you're around people who are on the same path. They're also crazy ambitious and they understand the specific challenges that you go through. So it's also a safe space where you can talk about anything here. And uh, you ask yourself, okay, what's the catch? Because you can't jump on a call with everyone. Uh, it's not scalable, but yeah, I know it is not meant to be scaled. It's a highly curated group. And again, we actually mean that because... Ultimately, it's my selfish desire to surround myself with like-minded winners. And uh, the way it works is, so far, you've only gotten in through referrals, through current members. If someone referred you, then you can get in. But uh, now you can actually apply. So you can send us an application. And uh, as I said, it's 100% free for now. And uh, yeah, we just want to get some great guys together. So 
Our current members are six to seven figure business owners. They are currently exiting their business. They're just running their business. We want to grow it. Or we even have some guys who are interested in buying businesses now. So uh, yeah, it's just a bunch of interesting dudes all have different strengths and help each other out in the areas that they're lacking in. And uh, we have a ton of fun on these weekly calls. And I always leave inspired and thinking bigger, just like everyone else in the group. And uh, yeah, I'm just super pumped for it. I always love these calls. So if you think you're one of us, then please head over to www.wearecollectiveambition.com slash apply. So that's www.wearecollectiveambition. That's just one word, dot com slash apply. And I'll see you on there.